hell. Reject. Create. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome back to the Rebel Reject Create podcast with me, David Tisnett. And my guest today is Elise Keith, who is the CEO and founder of Lucid Meetings, who are on a mission for teams to run successful meetings every day. But I know Elise because she's also the co-founder of the New Rules for Work Symposium, which is, was, we'll talk about that in a moment, uh, a hybrid live online symposium, design competition, and experiment focused on unleashing team creativity in pursuit of a brighter future. Welcome, Elise. Thank you for having me. Glad <laughs> to be here. Excellent. So, unleashing team creativity—like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> um, well, you know, I don't know if you've been looking around, but there are some things going down um, that are going to require some really interesting creative solutions. And while it certainly looks like we are going to be able to access surface level creativity faster and more easily than ever before with the emergence of our new AI helper overlords, uh, commitment to action upon whatever that creative solution might be happens by people coming together and agreeing to act. And so our focus on the meeting and on creativity in the meeting as a vehicle for both inspiring what's possible and then getting people to actually do something about what's possible um, is I think incredibly important for where we are in the world right now. Wow, okay, amazing. I was very distracted by what you said right at the beginning. Surface creativity? Yeah. So you it's um so our project was inspired by a study that uh was done in early 2000 and uh earlier last year. This is 23 22. Mm -hmm. Uh <laughs> they all it's blurs year. <laughs> They're all kind of running together in this new dystopian post-pandemic kind of mess. Uh so this study came out and it was looking at whether meeting online versus meeting in person uh, impacted a team's ability to come up with creative results. And the question that was asked in one part of the experiment is how many creative alternative uses can you come up with for a Frisbee yeah. or bubble wrap, right? So I know right now I can throw that to chat GPT and then feed those into Midjourney or Dolly or something like that. And I can have an amazing set of novelties. Mm. Like that level of creativity is readily accessible. The kind of creativity we need to answer wicked questions. You know, how do we maintain and celebrate and honor every individual's unique circumstances and superpowers while at the same time building stronger senses of collective identity and belonging Getting to a deeper answer like that is is not something you throw at a list, right? And you've got to be creative because that's that's hard. That's hard stuff. Right. I, I mean, I'm liking this because, you know, it's so many 
decades later, but I'm still such a fan of of uh, Mel Rhodes's four Ps of creativity that it's not this linear, superficial, you know, join. I mean, yes, it's join the dots, but it you can't join the dots if you don't have the community, if you don't have the environment, if you don't have all these other things organized. Is is this kind of where you're going with this? Uh, yes, and um, yes, and. Uh, we're also very interested in just what can we do in the the design of how we how we come into the room together, whether that room's a virtual room or, or a physical room, um, in the way in which we just in ask the question that can have an outsized impact on the result. Right. Huh. So it's it's joining the dots, but it's how do you create the container where the dots dots can be joined? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's your day job as it were. That's my jam. Yeah. Right. Um, how does the whole new rules for work thing tie into all of this? So there is, um, there is a tendency for the short answer and the simple answer to have an outsized impact on how uh, decisions are made at the highest levels. And when this study came out in earlier last year, the study was simple and it was simple in the way that many uh, academic lab-based studies are, right? We isolate all of the variables so we can get very clean data and yep. make a conclusion. Um, the result that came back was that it seems that being over video uh, inhibited creativity. The media grabbed this. The media said, it's in, it's official. Zoom kills creativity. Remote work is dead. You better mandate that people come back into the office. Hmm. And uh, business leaders who thought that was what the answer they wanted to hear said, yes, indeed, the science is, is settled. Let's do All that. Right. Uh, as creativity professionals, as meeting professionals, uh, we know that we don't invite and get the best creativity by saying, hey, folks, how many creative ideas can you come up with? You've got five minutes, shout at each other, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so having um, having the, the existing evidence, and we're all looking for this strong evidence to help us navigate these complex decisions, Having the existing evidence be based on that kind of methodology um, really tweaked us. <laughs> like you're being so like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so the new rules for work project came about as you know, okay, uh, we're smart folks. We've got access to all kinds of interesting techniques. There's all kinds of interesting technology. What if we work together mm. to? Um, tackle some more interesting questions and at the same time generate a, a better evidence base, a more an evidence base based on the kinds of things we might actually think would work in these complex environments. And then we can use that to try and make better decisions. But let's right. put our starting spot on a be better footing. Let's give a, let ourselves the next level up. Right. I mean, you know, no workplace is as reduced to the purity of a lab experiment for a start. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. So scientific scientific method is a beautiful thing, right? It helps us really isolate and and pull all of the things apart. Mm. Um, the question is, how do we put them back together, mm. and how can we use some of that thinking right. to build a bigger picture? Okay. So. 
And how is it going? Well, I think you can help me answer some of this because what we did <laughs> is we said, okay, well, look, what we need is a new experiment, which means we need to run meetings that look more like the kinds of meetings we'd actually wish to run in our businesses. We'd be proud to be a part of, and hey, they ought to be fun, right? Because right. playfulness is um, deeply, deeply awesomely motivating, rewarding, all of that. So uh, we'll design a new experiment, but uh, we want this new experiment to have the best of the best of our ideas. Well, what are the best ideas? Kind of egotistical for me and my co-organizer to just say, we have the best ideas, therefore we're going to set out to prove them. Instead, why don't we invite people from around the world to come tell us what they think the best ideas are, right. which meant you and 56 <laughs> other presenters uh, kicked off January with an online symposium telling us some of the best of your best ideas. Right. And it was it was kind of rocking. What did you think? Whew. Um, it was kind of exactly what I was expecting and not. You know, Excellent. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I think, like to both meet and defy expectations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, for, for a start, as someone who's done a, a, a global event, um, I, 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 I thought the fact that you had 24-hour live programming, like, insane <laughs> and really cool for people all over the planet who, whenever they were awake, could actually participate live instead of having to watch recordings which is what in, in the event I was involved with, we ended up just kind of being forced to do because we were under-resourced. Um, and I kind of ended up bumping into a whole lot of perspectives I wasn't kind of expecting to. Uh, so, for example, the, the guy who spoke before me was all about asynchronous meetings. And I totally wasn't expecting anyone to be talking about asynchronous meetings. And the, the longer he spoke, the more I realized I'd actually had something to do with an asynchronous app before called Flowers via somebody else who I'd bumped into on LinkedIn. And, and it all made a lot of sense. And I suddenly went, oh, yeah, that's what, that's what kind of like WhatsApp voice messages are. They're like asynchronous meetings. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it was very interesting. Um, and unfortunately, I was so busy with my own stuff, I didn't get to see more to be able to get a better idea of what else was going on. And, uh, but just looking through the program, I was kind of thinking to myself, how does this hang together? <laughs> and so, yeah, right. that's that's what I'd still like to know. It's like, how did that all hang together? Well, and that was intentional. You know, right. the in, the intent was to um, to bring some of what we believe works, and then some people who we know disagree with what we believe works, hmm. and some people who are looking at it from entirely different perspectives. So we have the practitioners. We have practitioners who um, focus on creativity mm -hmm. as their jam. We have folks who. Uh, focus on connection and meaning and um, team or workplace, you know, synchronous communication. We had some technologists. So we had the software vendors. Uh, we had the uh, hardware vendors showing kind of what does it mean to, to enable connection and creativity um, in, a, in a distributed world. And then the, the group that you know, brought some really interesting perspectives that I think most people didn't hear are the, are the workplace. Like yeah. the people who talk about the design of the physical environment 
um, and and cities and things like that, and when you should go into each place. You know, so we wanted to be hitting this from multiple angles because I think we all get, um, especially if you've got any time in your expertise saddle, you you know, you wear a deep groove in there. Yeah. And you get all wrapped up in your own jam so easily that um, yep. it makes it hard to connect outside uh, to a wider audience. So so that was that. Um, you should absolutely go back and watch some of the recordings. They're all there. They're all available for anybody who would like to get a ticket to go see all of the recordings. So that's right. open. Um, and Okay, so people can still know. sign up and, and see the whole lot. That's right. And we've um, we've made it as cheap as we can and also support like still hosting it. So it's fifty nine dollars right. all access yeah. for a year. Go for wow. it for a year. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. It is, hey. It's super slick. <laughs> of course. Hey, if you're watching this and you're enjoying what Elise has got to say in the conversation we're having, please hit the like button. Even better, hit the subscribe button uh, because there are a whole bunch of interviews like this, which are loosely about creativity, but more about how we're changing our world, mostly for the better, using creativity and, well, you know, meetings. Bit of a surprise for me, but how much time does the average working person spend in meetings? Uh, averages are, are so silly. Um, so it it completely, completely depends. Uh, but actually you will be shocked to hear it's more like three and a half hours a week. Oh, well, that's not so bad. No, it's not. So a lot of this conversation about meeting load and, and zoom fatigue and all of that is, uh, is truly an elitist conversation. Um, but, But, you know, as long as we've got something to complain about, let's uh, right. let's dig first, into that. First world problems, huh? <laughs> yeah, very much wow. so. Very much Seriously? so. Seriously? Three and a half hours a week? Yeah. So 65% of the population, so we went down on, on lockdowns, and, and, you know, it's around that number. I, I would need to check my numbers to, to be hmm. 100% precise. I can send you a link about where I got that data from. But when we went into lockdowns, um, they still went to work. Yeah. Because their jobs required them to go to a real place. Right. Yeah. Right. So right there, the number of people who are meeting all of the time in Zoom fatigue meetings is a fraction of a fraction hmm. of the 20% or so. Right. They got to do all their work from home in the right. first place. The people who got access to the tools to make the noise. Mm, that's right. Yeah. We get to the professional pontificators. <laughs> <laughs> get to get to do all of that. So, um, so it is absolutely a problem uh, because a lot of the large scale decisions and the large scale narrative is created uh-huh. there. Uh, and if that narrative sets the tone that this is a thing, then it's a thing, regardless of whether but, it's a thing or not. Whether it's a thing for everyone, yeah, right. So, every conversation that we are focusing on takes our com- our attention away from conversations we could be focusing on. Hmm. Yeah. So I would like to see that one go away. I would like to solve that one so that we can po- pay attention to things like, you know, how can we do our work in a more playful way? How can we uh, make more meaningful progress on what we are trying to achieve in our businesses, in our families, in our lives, while at the same time healing our planet, healing our communities. Like, I would love to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. We're going to have to reimagine everything to get to the bottom of that one, right? Because 
those things are are have been almost purposefully disconnected from the act of work, from the act of earning. So, right. you know, being engaged with purpose and you know society and ecology and stuff is oh, it's not business. It's 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 pushed to the side. It's not business, or if you touch it, you need to be super darn serious about it at all times because it's very depressing. <laughs> which makes it even harder to get everybody involved in. So so right. what's the what's the uh productive generative feeds your family playful way to do that? That is a creative challenge. Yeah. So speaking of creative challenges, that right. symposium we ran was a kickoff. Right. It's not the experiment. That's just a hey, let's get let's get together and get started, right? Mm-hmm. So the next phase is a a large-scale multi-site quasi-experiment that everybody on the planet is invited to participate in. Okay, and what must they do? Uh, So teams of, first, number one, uh, collect a team of 12 to 36 people. Mm Mm-hmm. 12 to 36 people. And if you are an organization or a company, collect multiple teams of 12 to 36 people who are willing to run a one-hour meeting that will be recorded and fill out a couple surveys. And this meeting will be a creative problem-solving session on a topic like these we have been discussing. Right. You know, how can we get the unheard voices in the places where decisions are made? How can we have more fun while at the same time making meaningful progress? Mm-hmm. How can we be more integrated and also more autonomous at the same time, right? Those kinds of questions are the questions we'll tackle. At the end of the experiment, uh, we will have data showing how well people were able to answer those questions from when they were in the room, when they were online, and when they were in hybrid events. So we'll have this this data about some really basic mechanics, right? Does the camera matter? Mm. Or if we use our tech well, can we achieve what we need to anywhere, right? So that's a that's a useful question for workplace policy. Yeah. The other thing we'll have though is everyone's answers to those questions. Yeah. Right? How fun is that? So from <laughs> there, we get to spring into step 2. And what step two is, I, I don't know yet, but Excellent. that experiment, fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy, well, the, the, the goal is um, let's define new rules of work together. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and as we look at new rules, um, just a little background, my co-host is Dave Mastronardi, who runs the game storming group. When we think about rules, we don't think about control. We don't think about regulation. We think about the rules of the game. You know, how do we create at work this magic the circle, the, the the Hazinga magic circle so that we can yeah. walk in and know how to play and have a good time and be productive? Right. I mean, that was my immediate response. The whole new rules for work. I'm like, there are no rules. I hate rules. Break rules. <laughs> Playful deviance <laughs> should be a rule. <laughs> yeah. What are the rules? Rule number one, there are no rules. It's a rule. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've been so inspired in my work by pirate code and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the, like, they're scary as all heck. But if you look at like uh, Gold Rush gold miners or uh, pirates, they were some of the most egalitarian, democratic, self-organizing groups 
at a time where that didn't exist on the planet, right? Almost. So violent, awful, patriarchal, all of those things also. <laughs> so <laughs> what can we learn about from pirates while at the same time being not violent, patriarchal, awful, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being generative and peaceful? And Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, there's some very startling startlingly not misogynistic examples from the pirate world as well absolutely so it's it's yeah it's yeah mm-hmm. well yeah. yeah every exception proves the rule i guess but all right interesting so and how can people get involved in this experiment what do they need to do i uh, the easiest way is to go to newrulesforwork.com and then Link from there, the all the options. <laughs> yeah, all the options are there. Uh, the, right. Getting involved in the experiment, it's slash experiment, and you'll find options to and uh, register an experiment team. Or if you're interested in having facilitators and technologists come into your organization and run that experiment with you and your teams, uh, let us know because we are helping people around the planet become available to help organizations gather that data. Okay. Wow. All right. There's even more levels to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've heard from big companies. They're like, hey, we're rebuilding our offices right now to enable the hybrid workplace, but we're not entirely sure how to do it or mm-hmm. what to do. So this experiment is an opportunity to contribute to the science at a global level while at the same time getting data about what works best for your teams in your offices. Right. Do they meet better in person? Do they meet better online? Do they meet better hybrid? What do they say? Right. Right. Get your own data. See how it compares. Contribute to science. Woo. Awesome. At least, thank you. It's been amazing speaking to you. Um, Last word. Can creativity change the world? I sure hope so. (laughs) thank you very much and don't forget check out the show notes for the links to the new rules for work for the experiment and uh well everything else that elise gets up to as well thank you very much for watching don't forget if you enjoyed this video or this uh, podcast if you're listening please hit the like button and even better hit the subscribe button there's plenty more where that came from until next time keep on creating